touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. This is the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams, fresh off of Victory Monday. I'm recording, it's still Monday, and I've got the best news yet of Monday to come here soon. But we are excited, a fully loaded episode. And since it's Tuesday, you know what that means pro football focus stats and some big ups to you guys, the listeners, as I take some of your questions play some calls, and give some shout-outs throughout the show. Before we get going, I want to talk to you guys about a couple things. Don't forget, we're on Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts and anywhere you find podcasts, we are there. Go give us a download, click subscribe, share it with a friend, leave a review, tell us what you think. It means a lot. It helps us in the algorithm of podcast float to the top. So with your help, We'll grow Rams Nation, but you guys that are new, listening, I appreciate it. Welcome. This is a Monday through Friday daily podcast for the Los Angeles Rams. Your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And of course, I am your host, Bear Motter. You can find me on Twitter at LA underscore Rambling Bear. You can find the show at Lockdown Rams on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, and I got some really good news. We've got the Facebook group up and fully running. I was basically, felt like I was locked out for a while. I couldn't add people that were requesting to get in. And then I realized I wasn't an admin of my own page. That's why I couldn't do that. But I'm back in control, and I've started adding you guys, so I appreciate the new people. Welcome. I got to give my first big ups of the day to Mike Cook. He's actually the one that reached out on Facebook and said, what's your problem, man? And I kind of walked him through it, what I was having issues with. A couple screenshots later, and boom, realized I wasn't even a freaking admin of my own page. But we're back. So come join us on the group. We've always got great interaction from Rams Nation, not only here in L.A., but around the world. Yes, literally around the world. So I always appreciate hearing from you guys as you listen to the show and then comment and react. And then people are just posting things that they see, news, things they want me to talk about. And that is perfect for today. That's what Tuesday is all about, man. So with that, we're going to get to the good stuff, right? And I'm going to start it off, like I said earlier, with the greatest thing I heard today. And it's Victory Monday as I record this. Monday Night Football's happening. Drew Brees just set the all-time throwing record. They're up like 90 points, I think, at this point. So here I am recording late on Monday night. And I'm going to start your Tuesday with the best thing that I heard today. And I heard a lot of good things. But this, by far, is the best. And who better to break the news than Sean McVay himself? Here he is, Sean McVay. Sean, can you uh, give us an update on Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks? Yeah, they'll be in the protocol. Um, you know, they, they felt good today. They didn't have any symptoms or anything like that. So we'll go through the standard operating procedure. And if everything checks out, you know, with our guys and with the doctors that, um, you know, that, that are part of that process, then we're hopeful to get these guys this week, you know, get them back, you know, this, for this game this week. Can you take us through the plays that they were injured on? I mean, are they, do they stand out for you? Yeah, really, you know, when you look at it, um, Brandon ended up getting injured, obviously, on the one where he took the shot, and then he, he, never, he never came back from that one. And then Cooper, uh, he had a play where he caught a shallow cross in the two-minute drive, split two defenders, and his head actually hit the turf. We think that's when it took place for him. Um, you know, to his credit, he was able to communicate to us that he wasn't feeling quite normal. 
Um, and then both of those guys, their symptoms, you know, they didn't really have any symptoms a, a couple hours after the game. Brandon actually did a great job responding immediately, but, you know, you can never be too safe and, and too cautious with those kind of things. And I know the competitors, those were the first two guys waiting for us when we got back in in the locker room. I think it's a credit to how much they wanted to be out there, but we're hopeful that they'll, they'll end up, you know, going through the right process and procedures to, to get the clearance and, and hopefully get these guys back for the Denver game. Woo! I mean, come on. First of all, Sean McVay, let's get the man some cough syrup, give him some Dayquil. Sounds like he's struggling through a cold there, but best to you, Coach, and the best news delivered. It sounds like Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks will be ready as early as this Sunday in Denver. We're talking about guys that took some big hits, especially Brandon Cooks. That was a scary one. As James described it yesterday, almost went full zombie. I mean, just, you know, froze a.k.a. dinosaur hands, just like clawed out, literally probably unconscious for a quick couple seconds, but really good to hear that he was responding immediately. Both of them, they were the first ones to greet the team back in the locker room, extremely ecstatic about the performance. And safety is a huge concern. McVay talked about that. And that's the main reason why they sat out the rest of the game on Sunday, but excited to hear that they're not having any symptoms in concussion protocol so far. I mean, that's the hugest step. Some of these concussions can linger. Days later, you're still having some residual effect from it, but with these guys healthy and moving forward. And you gotta love that. But that kind of transitions us to our first question. This one comes from Mike Madlin on Facebook. He reached out to us and said, do you think Hodge and Reynolds are capable of keeping the ship afloat if Cup and Cooks aren't able to go? Now, obviously this question was posed before we knew really what was going on, but I'm gonna answer it anyway, because I still think it's a great question. And we haven't really gotten a confirmed answer that they're going to play on Sunday. They're going to have a limited role or how fast this could happen again. So I'm going to take Mike's question with kind of those ideas, right? What happens if this does happen again? And I think Hodge and Reynolds are definitely capable of stepping in this offense. And Jared Goff proved himself on Sunday to be able to throw to other guys other than these three superstars that we know can put up big numbers. Uh, We didn't really miss a beat when Hodge and Reynolds came in. Reynolds started the second half. McVay talks about his press conference and stepping in immediately and having a couple great catches. And then same with Hodge. He ran a great route on a second down, I believe, late in the second half. Picked up a big first down for us. And those guys didn't blink when they were given this opportunity. Hodge had some huge plays in the preseason. And it was really exciting to see them get an opportunity in an actual game and come in and actually perform on the road in Seattle with the 12s going crazy, cameras shaking, not phased. Reynolds also, he's a big target. I think he has some huge upside. He just never has really gotten a lot of opportunity. So for him to step in and get some of those plays last Sunday, I think was huge for not only if we need him again, but for his own confidence to know that he can go in there and play with the number ones if needed. And it's not only those two that stepped up. Obviously, Higby, and Everett pitched in as well. Outside of Cooks, Cup, and Woods, our receiving core racked in eight catches for 103 yards. And that is amazing to come in, to step into that opportunity and still be able to produce. So yes, I do think they can. All right, so we are off and running on this Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. What we're going to do now is we're going to step aside. Quick word from some sponsors, pay some bills. We'll be back with some more questions from you, the listeners. All right, guys, before we get to our next segment, I want to talk to you about ShadyRays.com. If you don't know about it, what have you been doing these last five episodes? I talk to you about it every day. 
Shady Rays is the best sunglass you will ever buy. And I guarantee you, you will hit me up and say, I'm never going to buy another pair of shades again. These are that good. And they're affordable. Most pairs go for about 40 to 60 bucks. And Locked On Rams is bringing you the best deal that they've ever given away. It is a buy one, get one deal or 50% off two or more pairs when bought on ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that discount. And remember, best warranty in the game. I'm not even joking. If you lose your sunglasses or they get broken, all you do is contact Shady Rays, pay the shipping and handling, and they're going to send you a new pair. It is that simple. I wish I knew about this company about 10 years ago before I dumped like $500 over the past 10 years into sunglasses. And that's like cheap $10 sunglasses that I just lose every day. Best warranty in the game, craftsmanship warranty as well, and they're doing awesome things with their company. They've donated over 1.8 million meals. Remember, every purchase that you buy gives 10 meals out to help fight hunger. Amazing cause, amazing sunglasses, and amazing deal to you, the listener. Locked on Rams. All you have to do is go to ShadyRays.com, get two or more pair of sunglasses. Again, 45 bucks. you're getting two pairs of sunglasses, and... They have a lifetime guarantee if you ever lose them or break them. They're going to send you another pair. This may be the best deal we'll ever have on Lockdown. I have two pairs. I've got the wood grain. I've got the classic black. I love both of them. I wore them out this weekend at Disney. I had the best time ever. Guys, go pick up some shades. ShadyRays.com. Promo code Lockdown. 50% off two or more sunglasses. You're welcome. And while we're here, we might as well just go into the next thing. While I got you here. No cutting in between my first and second segment today. I'm talking to you about mybookie.ag. Best place to place a bet online. It's not always about who you're betting on, but where you're betting it on. Go to mybookie.ag, promo code LOCKDOWN25. They're going to give you 25 bucks anytime you deposit 100 bucks. So if you've been on for a while, getting down to your last couple bucks, throw on 100 more. They'll give you 25 bucks to play for free. I do it. Eh. I, don't, I do it more than I probably like to, right? I'd like to be winning some more. We do a bunch of fun stuff with my bookie here. Tomorrow on the crossover edition, we're going to take some picks with Lockdown Broncos, Cody Rourke. I'm excited about that. But guys, check it out. MyBookie.ag, promo code LOCKDOWN25. Here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, we try to get you advertisers that are going to help you. And this is another one I support with the Bears stamp of approval. MyBookie.ag, I'm on it every weekend. We'll talk more spreads and lines coming up over the coming weeks. But you know what it is. Go check it out, MyBookie.ag. Well, that was simple. No cutting in. No violent ad break. It's just me the whole time. Your host, Bear Motter, Locked On Rams Tuesday. We're back. We're talking football. And we're taking your questions. All right, so I already gave this man a shout-out earlier in the show, but I got to come back and give him some big ups. Mike Cook comes through with a question. You help me out, you get a question, you you get both. He says, back-to-back 31-point games allowed on defense. Time to worry, question mark. Rams are winning because they're offense in the last couple weeks, but it's almost inevitable that the offense will have a game where they struggle. Can they get this fixed, and how will they keep up with the Chiefs or Saints? All right. Fair question, good question, but I've got a couple things for you, and I've got some things to basically tell you, you know, chillax a little bit, or as Aaron Rodgers would say, relax, R-E-L-A-X, because you're right, back-to-back games, giving up 31 points, Seahawks ran all over us on the ground, 
Russell Wilson threw a couple over Peter's head. So yeah, on the ground, through the air. They didn't look great in either or, right? And I do think our offense is going to have to win some games for us. And obviously our special teams. We saw that come down on Sunday where we missed an extra point. We came back, kicked a field goal, one by two. But our defense has been doing something special by closing out games, right? We haven't given up a touchdown all year in the fourth quarter. In fact, we've only allowed six fourth quarter points in five games. Diving deeper, looking at the Seahawks game in three drives, which we helped keep alive with a bunch of penalties. The refs were pretty bad, but in the fourth quarter, zero points, 48 yards, two pass defended, and one sack. This defense is a bunch of closers, and I don't know what it takes to get them to the fourth quarter, those first three quarters, why they can't do that. And why they wake up, maybe it's they're wearing down the offense line at that point. You saw Sue and Donald getting close to Wilson many a times, him just escaping. So maybe we're just a couple plays away from tilting it over to the other side. And then Marcus Peters. I know I got a couple questions about him. How is he going to play better? You know, Are we upset with his play? Yeah, you're, you're a little upset when a guy gives up two touchdowns and is involved, I guess, in, in three. Uh, one, the guy almost stepped out of the back of the end zone in May. I saw a screenshot where it looked like he was out of bounds before he caught that touchdown. And the other one, Marcus Peters is a gambler. That's why he led the league since he's been in the league in interceptions. He's going to take those risks. He's like a Brett Favre, but on the defense side of the ball, right? And he got caught looking in the backfield, and Russell Wilson knows this. He knows what he is. Game a little, little shoulder hezzy, and guy goes right over top of him for a touchdown. The other one, he's just outran. But am I worried about you know potentially top five corner in the game? No, he's going to have some bad games. Do we want to see this trend that way? No, it definitely is right now. But let's take a look at something I saw on NFL Network today. First three games, the Rams' average point per game give up on defense was 12 points. You mentioned it last week, last two weeks, four and five, 31. Yards per game, week one through three, 296. Yards per game, four and five, 409. Passer rating, first three weeks, 73. Opponent passer rating, Weeks four and five, 124. Takeaways, six to one. What happened in week three and going into week four? Peters and Tlaib were injured. That's a big part of it, right? Tlaib is huge on what we're doing. He shuts down one side, Peters has the other, and now they can kind of pick and choose as they want to attack some of these other guys in. We saw Sam Shield play a limited number of, of reps. And then in another related, maybe unrelated move, the Rams signed DB Darius Williams off waivers. He's a guy that came from Baltimore. He played in the first couple games, first three or four games, mostly on special teams. The Rams got a lot of looks at him. You know, obviously, we had that crossover training camp practice with the Ravens. We saw him in the preseason. This is a guy that went undrafted from a small school. It's got some high upside, and the Rams are looking for depth in the secondary. So long story short, yeah, I'm a little worried about our defense, but no, I don't see this being a long-term problem, right? We've got some of the best names up front. When we get to Lee back, which is looking like probably week, what, 10, 11, something like that, Marcus Peters is going to take his risks. He's going to continue to do that, and he's going to pay off the other way on some of those too. But really, I think our big issue is finding out how to stop the run. And if we're talking about it here on the podcast, you better believe that Wade Phillips is talking about it in the defensive room. They are watching film after film about getting run on. And we've got a 1-2 combo coming up in Denver with Royce and Lindsey. And those guys can run the ball. They're going to need to with Case Keenum. So going on the road to Denver, we'll be challenged again on this. But overall, not too concerned about this yet. 
especially with on our offense. And you said it, there's going to be a game where maybe it doesn't go perfect. But right now, last week didn't go perfect. And Goff was able to take anybody on the sideline, put them in the game, and still go and put up 30 points. So I think that's about our benchmark. I think we're going to be consistently around 30 points. And we're going to get into a couple shootouts. But when Jared Goff has all of his targets, Cup and Cooks coming back, then I think our offense is more dangerous than our defense is a liability. Good question, though, and we'll see how that pays off in the long run. All right, moving on. We're going to hit one more on this side of the break. And this one's more of just a straight-out shout-out slash big-ups to Madison Prop. By the way, that's an awesome last name. Maybe this should be Big Props with Madison Prop. She says, hey, Bear, I'm representing out in Colorado. Curious about your thoughts on the Broncos matchup this week. I'd love to be able to talk some smack with the Donkey fans after a big win. Love the podcast. So first off, thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. And Madison, I've got to give you extra props, pun intended, because you're one of our few female listeners. So big ups to you. I love hearing it. Thank you so much for reaching out. All the way representing in Colorado, where we will be heading next. And you're going to have a full week to talk some crap, to get ready for the game, and hopefully... On Sunday night and Victory Monday, you have a full list to make fun of those donkey fans out there in Denver. But big shout out because like 95% of our listeners are male. So it's good to know that we've got some female representation in Rams Nation. But not only that, but holding it down in Colorado. Love it. This is your week. So thanks for reaching out, Madison. I appreciate it. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Keep converting some of those Denver folk to some Rams fans and grow this Rams Nation. We've got a great full week of Denver Bronco talk. So by Sunday, you should be fully ready. I've got a crossover edition tomorrow with Lockdown Broncos. That's Cody Rourke. So stay tuned the rest of the week. Got tons of awesome stuff coming your way. All right, guys, we're going to step aside, get another word from our sponsor. We'll be back with more on the other side. Lockdown Rams Tuesday edition from you, the listener. All right, guys, it's still me talking some more amazing opportunities that Lockdown Rams has got for you guys. I mean, we're talking football on the show. The name of the game is get the ball over the goal line, right? Let's talk about the bedroom. Are you having issues getting the ball over the pylon? Not no more, I say. And I'm talking to you about BlueChew.com. That's right. One of your favorite ads is back. That's BlueChew.com, like the color blue, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, or even on a full stomach since they're chewable, and they work up to twice as fast as the pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Pun intended. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, They are cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special for you, the listener. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. All you have to do is just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Try it for free. BlueChew is better, cheaper, and faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, we are back. This is the final segment of the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. Your host, Bear Motter here, walking you through all Rams news, updates, and information, your team, every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And today is your day. 
So I got another question from one of our listeners. This one comes from Corey Finch, and he asks, what's the reason Justin Davis has been active instead of John Kelly? And to you, I say that is a great question. I talked about it a little bit on Friday with Serena. I asked her, you know, where the heck is he? Where is John Kelly? It was his birthday. You know, is he banged up? Do we not know something? Did he get in trouble? Are we keeping something under the rug here? Her simple answer is, we're just deep at that position. Justin Davis was with us, you know, previously, kind of earned his spot to be there. Malcolm Brown, I think, is just a better blocker than all of them, obviously carrying that number two position. And Justin Davis has multi-threat capability, whether that's contributing on special teams and whatnot. And I think it's almost like when you draft, or how it used to be, when you draft one of those number one quarterbacks, you let them sit behind a couple all pros for a while and take it in. I think that's just what they're doing with them. From all accounts that Serena told us is that everyone in the building and organization really loves them, but John Kelly just has to wait his turn. This might be something where, you know, maybe one of those cases where it's just they want to keep his miles down and, you know, keep him under wraps for a little bit and get him to learn the X's and O's behind football a little bit more. But it's a great question. I don't have the answer. I'm with you. We all got really excited watching John Kelly in the preseason, but we have yet to see him. So, Corey, you're going to have to continue to wait with me and the rest of Rams Nation, because I don't really have an answer for you. But I'm on the same boat. I'd love to see him get some run, maybe in the second half of the season. And unfortunately, the way some of these injuries are going, he may be forced into action uh, sooner than later. We saw our wide receiving core get knocked out in one game, basically. Uh, hopefully, they'll be back. But you never know when his number is going to be called. From the sounds of it, from Serena, he's ready to go whenever that is, though. Great question. I wish I had a better answer. Now, I got this question slash comment from a couple people, so I want to say some big ups to Burr Brockway and Joe Ansiwicks. Wow, I probably definitely butchered that. I just tried to say it fast, so I didn't mess it up. But I'll just go with Joe and Burr. <laughs> Both of them kind of hit me up asking about this Brandon Cooks hit. Joe asked, is the hit on Brandon Cooks reviewable by the league? If so, do you expect them to do so? What kind of punishment could be handed down? Burr Brockway added that, if they're willing to make calls to protect quarterbacks, you think clarification on this play is necessary, especially after a serious injury? We're all pretty much on the same page. This was targeting. It was an ugly hit. Probably should have been ejected right away. We got the 15 yards targeting. Uh, but it is something that the league needs to get under control. We've seen many of games ruined by really poor calls that either were made that shouldn't have been made or that weren't made that should have been made. We saw a lot of these in the preseason. We saw a few meaningful ones in the first few weeks. It's calmed down a little bit over the past couple weeks, but I definitely think they should be reviewing this. If they're going to have guys, the whole purpose of the rule is to protect players. And in this play, he had a straight line to Brandon Cooks. He had multiple steps to move his shoulder out of the way or not lead with the head. He decided to still go head first, make the big hit, knock him out momentarily, uh, I do think a fine should happen. I don't know if it will. Uh, I'll update you guys if I hear anything. I haven't heard anything from the uh, league yet so far. I mean, we're, I'm, it's Monday only, so maybe they'll review it over the next couple of days and we'll see if a fine comes down. But it was a nasty hit. I'm glad to hear he's okay, though. Couldn't believe when Sean McVay said that he was responsive after the game. And as of today, shows no signs of lingering issues from that concussion. So that's awesome. So he's already out of the concussion protocol. Uh, and we'll hope to likely see him on Sunday. All right, guys, I got a bunch of questions today, so I appreciate it. I got a couple that I'm saving that I'm going to try to use throughout the week, so keep them coming if you got them. I may not be able to get to everyone's call or question, so I appreciate you guys reaching out. 
continue to do so. We got a bunch of people going, so I'm gonna try to loop everyone in as much as I can. Again, I'll save some throughout the week, but I'm gonna end on this because I just thought it was kind of funny. We get all types of calls on that voicemail. Guys keep calling in, having a bunch of fun with it. But me and James talked about on Monday's episode, it was actually James said that that fourth down and inches where Jared Goff just kind of leaned forward and put the ball forward and got the first down, he said it was so Tom Brady-esque that, you know, we've seen that a thousand times. Tom Brady just kind of tuck and move forward and pick up that first down, and they're always kind of going for it in risky situations. And there was so much parallel between Jared Goff, Tom Brady, and even McVay and Belichick. And as we're recording that, I get an email that comes in and says, you have new voicemail. So this wasn't heard by you guys yet. But I'm going to play you the voicemail that I got because it was kind of a celebrity call, and I'm, I'm actually pretty proud. So with that, here's the call we received yesterday. Hey, Rams Nation. It's me, Tom Brady, calling in from New England. I just wanted to let you guys know that I taught Mr. Jared Goff Everything he knows about the QB sneak. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see the, the size of balls on Coach McVay? Oh, what a game. <laughs> okay, maybe only I find that funny, but thanks for calling, Tom Brady. You never know what I'm going to get on this Google voicemail, so guys, continue to keep calling in. And, yeah, McVay had some balls for calling that fourth and one, and I love it, and he had his own form of Tom Brady. So thanks, Tom Brady, for teaching Jared Goff how to do the QB sneak. I just thought that was kind of funny how we were talking about it. As we were talking about it, someone else thought the same thing. In fact, the man, the myth himself thought the same thing and decided to call in and let us know where he learned it from. So <laughs> I never know what I'm going to get when I download those voicemails. And this one uh, sure caught me by surprise. But I wanted to share it with you because I thought it was funny. So on that exciting note, we will end Tuesday's podcast. Guys. Don't forget to give me a follow, LA underscore Rambling Bear, Locked On Rams, Instagram, Twitter. My Facebook group is now open and accepting people. We've got some exciting giveaways coming up, and we've got a Locked On crossover edition tomorrow with the Locked On Denver Broncos. Cody Rourke, stay tuned for that. That's going to be a good one. But you know what it is. Until next time, Rams Nation.